Hey everybody, so this is the second episode that I recorded prior to taking my hiatus. Um, I felt like it was important to get this out of here for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because it's somebody I care deeply about, and what he's saying is very important. Uh, he allowed himself to be pretty vulnerable here, and um, I think it was it was definitely inspiring to me, and I feel like it was going to be inspiring to any young person listening to it, or even somebody who is not young, honestly, um, because we've all been young at some point and uh, wish we had the words and the voice to communicate some of the things that we were going through. And I feel like Marcus does that well in this episode. And um, given the current state of his life right now and the things that he's experiencing, I'm, I'm very proud and excited to uh, bring you this episode so I hope you enjoy it thanks again for listening what are the pressures man like what are the pressures because I, I, I you know I talked about this a lot with Keith you know on uh, when, I, when I interviewed him and everything but I want to hear your perspective on when you are a high school athlete and you starting to become a standout um like, what are some of the pressures? And where do they come from? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it peers, coaches? Where does the pressure come from? Um, it, was, it wasn't It was family. It was more of, like, peers and, like, people at school or some of the coaches. I feel like that's where the pressure came from. But when I was at home, it was, like, regular. It wasn't anything. What does it look like, the pressure? Um, just, like, people coming up to you, telling you big time and stuff. Like, um, like you get up on everybody like you're just above everybody at school or stuff but that was really it and like people tell me what school I should go to and all that before the people start whispering in your ear did you have like aspirations of college and was that like a real thing for you when you were like 10th and 11th grade and all that uh probably not ninth and 10th grade but like the summer going to my 11th grade year, that's what I was like, I could really do this and I really want to do it. So then it became real. Yeah. And then when it becomes real, what are you thinking about as far as, you know, when you're considering options? Because, you know, you through the course of the, that, that last three years of high school, you had a lot of options come across. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that you were considering when it's time to like choose a place? What's really um, important to you? First was the being away from home, how far the school is. And that was a big thing at first. Um, obviously the team and then like how soon I could play in school, if I like the campus. It's just like, I guess the, the regular things, but yeah. But I think wow. being far from home was the the most um yeah. The so highest thing on my ask. thing, yeah. I was going to ask, why, why was being close to home so important? Um, I just wanted to – I wanted to have enough space that I could, like, be, like, my own person, my own man, but enough space so I can just uh, go back home whenever I wanted to. Because I feel like – I don't know, because we didn't get to finish our senior year, and I feel like I didn't grow enough as a, like, person, I guess, to just do just jump to living by myself and doing all that, those type of things. And I feel like I just need a little more time. So I think that's what it was. 
Talk more about what you just said, saying you didn't get to finish your senior year and you feel like that affected your 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 growth. Yeah, because we ended like spring break and then I think we had like two, three months left. And those two, three months were me spending my time in my room and not like talking to nobody. So I feel like I was going to do more things during that time to get me prepared for being a man in the, in the world. Like, what did you expect or what do you feel like you were missing out on during that time that didn't um, happen? Just experiences. Like, um, I went to prom my junior year, but I didn't get to experience my senior prom. And, like, a regular graduation. Um, just stuff like, like senior trips with my, my friends and just making memories, I think. When you were going through, like, you know, it's, I remember senior year, like junior, senior year is when you start really learning how to even develop, like, romantic relationships and things like that. Yeah. Do you feel like you had the, the adequate space, the adequate space to, like, develop, you know, as far as romantic relationships go and, you know, interacting with females and, um yeah i think so um you feel like you healthy in that area like you healthy you feel like you healthy in relationships like not not in high school no what are some of the why why do you feel like what are some of the things you feel like made you unhealthy i mean i was it was like my first real relationships and stuff like i was just immature and not i didn't know how to talk to people and explain how i feel about stuff so I think that's what it really was. So you're saying you never really developed uh, uh, the communication skill yeah. to tell someone who you were involved with mm -hmm. uh, how you felt or, you know, what would you replace your, do you, can you think of something like you will replace? Because when you're not saying something or you're not communicating how you feel, you usually replace that with some type of behavior, you know? Um, what was your I think behavior? I'd, I think I'll just get real distant and not say anything. Shut just down. like, yeah, just closing it off and not say anything. Have you overcome that? Oh, for sure. Definitely. So now you're able to communicate about how you feel and, you know, what you need and all that? Yeah, definitely. How good are you at listening to to the other side of that? Um, Now I'm a lot better because I feel like I'm I'm real stubborn. I was real stubborn and like... I didn't like hearing like stuff about me and like I need a fix, but now I understand like it's just good feedback to like better myself. And let's talk about what it is for it is, man. You've been you've been you've been you've been down in Louisiana, really didn't take anybody with you. Now you're out in Kansas, didn't really take out take anybody with you. All mm -hmm. your friends from from my from my perspective seem to be jumping into relationships and things like that. Yeah. And like how does that like when you're watching that? You know, how does that affect you, like, mentally, to see all of that? Um, it's like I'm happy for them. Like, I mean, they're doing that. But I know that I don't think I'm ready to get in a serious, serious relationship right now. Because, like, I have a lot going on personally, and I don't think I should put that on anybody else at this moment. So you're still for the streets is what you're saying. I'm not saying that. Not saying that at all. <laughs> no. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Marcus Boy is for oh. the streets. <laughs> Unavailable. You say you got personal things going on. Let's go into that because 
you know, I know we talk and, you know, I know some of these things, but uh, I think it's important uh, for young people to learn uh, how to be vulnerable and be able to discuss some of the things that they're going through because more, more than likely somebody out there is experiencing similar things or the same thing and they don't know how to talk about it. They feel isolated like they're the only one. So when you say you're going through too many personal things, uh, talk about what you mean. Um, just school right now. Um, I'm in like a tough situation of should I stay at my junior college or should I go to the school that just offered me? Um, Let's talk about just, what makes it tough. Just stay there for a second. What we'll talk? What okay. makes it tough? Um, because the school that offered me is the HBCU, and I always wanted to have like an HBCU experience in college. But like my big dream is to play at a big university, like a big time school. And that, so that was like, since I was young. So I feel like staying here, I could de I could definitely do that, but not get the experience that I wanted to, or I can get the experience that I wanted to and just try to uh, go to NFL from there and stuff like that. So it sounds like you caught in between uh, a dream Mm -hmm. that you've, a, a vision you've had for yourself since you was a young person. Yeah. And then caught also on the other side of it is you wanting to have the most, uh, ex the experience of the most authentic version of yourself. Yeah. That distance between, you know, those two decisions seems like an opportunity for some real anxiety to creep in. Yeah. So you've been dealing with this for like at least for my lodge, at least a week or two at this point, you know, um, and I'm, I'm going to go back before that in a minute, but what are some of the, some of the thoughts and like feelings and emotions that come up when you start to wrestle with this decision? Um, I've actually been more calm with this decision because I, I mean, I've been having like anxiety like for a long time. So I feel like I know how to handle it now. So I've been doing different things to like to help me with it. But um, I just be feeling like, I guess anxious and just ready to make a decision so I can get like the feeling of me like trying to go back and forth away. What's the stake? You know, when you say, when I'm, I'm listening to you say, man, I really want the HBCU experience, but I have this dream of being a, going to a big school. What's at stake uh, for like making the, the wrong decision here? What do you feel like you really have to lose? Um, well, if I go to a big university, it's the experience that I, I wanted to have for uh, like a person, like a, as a person wanted to have and then on the other side is the sports and then like the elevation of my football career. Yeah. But if you choose, okay. So somebody out there is, is listening and is going to be like, well, why, why do you keep referring to one school as the big school and the other school is HBCU? You know, um, if somebody was to ask you that, well, how would you respond to it? Um, I really, I don't know. 
Um, Tough, huh? Yeah. So I'm saying this to say, like, sometimes, you know, we tell ourselves things, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it becomes our beliefs. Yeah. And our our beliefs aren't always necessarily logical, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I'm just saying that, you know, to say, like, when you develop this, like, when do you feel like you develop this um, dream of attending a big school? Like, where do you, where did, when you, when did it come and like, where did it come from? Um, I think it was in middle school. What did uh, you see? Like, what did you see for yourself? What did I see that I could do for myself? I'm going to say like this, like when I was, when I was around, like earlier in, when I was in high school, I saw a movie called Boomerang right with Eddie Murphy and mm-hmm. I saw this dude like he was an ad exec and I was like you know I mean he had all the girls and all of that mm-hmm. and he had the nice you know the apartment and the, the, you know the dope clothes and all of that and I was like oh mm-hmm. yeah and I, I based my entire you know uh goal mission as far as college and all that on trying to be that but as mm-hmm. I got older and I realized that I wanted different experiences it was yeah. hard for me to tear away from yeah. trying to be, you know, his name was Marcus Graham in the movie. Mm-hmm. Even though that wasn't my thought, that wasn't the authentic, well, that really wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I, I didn't become an ad exec. Yeah. So it was hard um, for me to tear away from that vision. Okay, I okay, I get it. Um, so, first of all, when I was younger, it was basketball. It was for sure basketball that I wanted to do and go to the NBA. So, like you referring to that movie is me referring to like loving basketball because that's my favorite movie. And I always wanted to get the girl, play at a big school, like play at like he put him with the USC, right. like go to school like that and go to the NBA. Right. And I think that's I think that was like one of the first things. And then like for football, it was like seeing the national championships. And like, um, I don't know what, I remember watching Auburn versus Alabama and when Auburn scored a uh, touchdown with no time left uh, off a field goal, I remember that that was one of the first moments of like, dang, I want to do that. Right. And I think that's what, like, I think that's what one of the, that was one of the first football moments that I wanted to do. So that's what I needed to hear to, to understand, because you know how I feel. I feel when you have an option right now of an HBCU, mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer. Like, you take yeah. the HBCU. But mm-hmm. it's important for me to understand some of the things that have shaped your beliefs mm-hmm. uh, and visions for your life. Like, you seeing that yeah. moment, you know, I obviously didn't have that, that. I didn't have that moment. It didn't have that effect on me. I see. Mm-hmm. I hear HBCU, I say, hurry up and go. Yeah, you know, that's what she exactly texted me. Yeah, yeah, you go, you go. It's yeah. a no-brainer, you know what I mean? But uh, like I said in the beginning, man, you know, we got different. When you talk about taking advice with a grain of salt, and I never, I never saw, I mean, I saw that moment, you know, that mm-hmm. football moment you talked about, but I didn't look mm-hmm. at it the same way you did. I didn't like, oh, man, yeah. I got to, I want to be a part of that moment, you know. Yeah. I'm older now. And, you know, I want to be in environments that want me back, yeah. you know, and that's all I care about. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just just think about that. And then how much yes. how, how much pressure, uh, you know, does it do, does your father apply 
either um, like verbally or non-verbally, you know? Um, when I was younger, it was like, it was a lot because he was good and he knows what it would look like. And I always wanted to like, I want to always want to please him and stuff every time I played. So it was like me messing up is like something was wrong with me or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So even, even, even without him even applying pressure, it's just, mm -hmm. yeah. He don't even have to say nothing. You just, it was At something you, you put on yourself. To, yeah. Uh, to want to be, you know, pleasing in his eyes. Yes. It's a lot of folks out there, you know, like me who don't understand that. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't grow up with a father right in front of my face. You know that accomplished anything. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, had any type of uh, history or past with in the lane that I was in. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's like I, I don't want to ask you what that's like because you don't know anything different. But uh, when you think about you know, some of your friends who are experiencing life without having a father right there. Mm -hmm. What emotions does that bring or feelings does it bring for you? Or do you just kind of dismiss it because you had your father the whole time? You don't know what it's like to not. Um, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't understand it. Like when we like, when we would play and then like my dad's there, that's the only thing I was worried about. And I didn't like look anywhere else. But then like when I got older in high school, I was like, I understood like they don't get the same memories and like relationship that I get and like I feel for, I feel bad for them like they don't get that relationship with their father. You feel like it's an important part of your development? Oh definitely there? definitely. I don't know man like I said like I wouldn't know you know yeah. uh, my, so that actually, honestly some of the some of the coaching coaching y'all when I did was some of the most up close, uh, you know, uh, observations that I got of those type of relationships, you know, like fathers coming to sporting events and things like that. That was, yeah. you know, that was all new to me. Mm -hmm. But what made me more emotional was uh, the, the mother-son dynamics, mm -hmm. you know, that I put a lot of more energy into that. Yeah. I'm realizing it now you know, that I didn't put as much energy into the fathers as I did the mothers, mm -hmm. but it's because that was personal to me. Yeah. Um, and all y'all had those super intense mother-son relationships. Mm -hmm. And for you, how, how important has it been, uh, your mother's support, your mother's love been for you through everything that you've had to experience I don't know how to put that in words because it's like if you know my mom, you know her. She does everything to the fullest every time. One of my Anytime favorite people she on the planet, and I say that often. Really? Yeah. So I don't know how to put it in words. It's just like an overwhelming passion I have for that, and it's just a feeling that I can't like express. I feel like. Yeah. I was talking to, I did a, I did an episode, my last episode or a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, whatever. I'm not sure when I shot it with my, with my nephews mm -hmm. and uh, my nephew Malik, who, you know, mm -hmm. uh, got, they got to talking about his mom and he couldn't even like speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, y'all, y'all moms are like alive still, yeah. you know? 
Um, you ever feel like you take your parents for granted? Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, not now, but in high school. When I think back on it, for sure. What are some of the things you think back on? Like, man, I, I could have did better in those moments. Like, I mean, listen more and like just like how they when they talk to me, take more, take it more seriously and like understand where they're coming from. Cause like when I was young, I was like, okay, whatever. I, I would understand it, but I wouldn't apply it. Yeah. But anything right. they say now is just a big part of you taking anything. It. Yeah. Yeah. When you think you you're still young, you still create memories, you know, like mm-hmm. we all still create memories, but you you got a lot more to make than I do. <laughs> but when you think back on like high school, middle school, do you feel like you took some of that time for granted? Yeah. Um I think oh me and my friends talk about this uh a little bit and I don't I don't know if I took it for granted or just went by really fast. Yeah. Um I think I did a lot of things I wanted to do. So I don't know if I like my parents really said no to me. So I don't think I missed out on anything that I wouldn't experience. I think about for me when I was uh trying to create those moments for you for y'all. It was me trying to, I'm looking back on it now, not realizing that's what I was doing, but it was me trying to paint uh, the picture I never got to see. Like I never got to experience a lot of that, you know, which y'all mm-hmm. moved, the way y'all moved around. And then, and, and when you're in it, it's like, you just, you know, it's it's almost like kind of work and it's, it's just happening. But then when you, when it's over and you sit back and think about it, you know, man, we was really doing something incredible. And creating it, yeah. create, creating a, a, an incredible foundation for you know some for some for some friendships and some memories. It was, yeah. and uh, I just sometimes wonder, you know, if y'all think about that and be like, man, that was it. We were so maybe we were so busy focusing on this, we didn't realize that this was happening. Because that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I mean. There's like bonds for life that I have, like from doing all that stuff. Like, I will never forget the people that I played with or like I interacted with on those trips or whenever we took trips or whatever, whatever we did, because we did a lot of things. Let's talk about some of the some of the toughest situations you've had. And you coming out of high school, you know, you 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 haven't really been 100 percent healthy since I don't even know when. Yeah. Like when can you can you pinpoint it? You know, your quarterback in days at <laughs> middle school. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So you are, you know, you, you you've done well for yourself considering the fact that, you know what I mean, you never you haven't really ever been hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um but it's also been very, very hard on you. Um mm. coming out of high school, going down to Louisiana and uh, not really getting an opportunity to to play or shine yeah. the way you're used to. I mean, you already telling us that, you know, just sitting out that freshman year was tough of uh, high school. So this, this freshman year of college, um, t- was, was tell, tell us what, how it was for you, like really what you went through. And try to be specific so people can understand. Honestly, 
it was probably the worst experience of my life or like one of the yeah um when i got there i got a new coach so the coach never i've never talked to the coach before and he put he moved me to a different position that i wasn't gonna play um so i'm gonna stop you right there because i want that, yeah. that that's very important mm-hmm. another a completely different person recruited you Mm-hmm. convinced you to make this tough decision that you, you know, it was not an easy decision for you to decide which school to go to, right? Yeah. Coach, integral part in making that decision. Yeah. You get there, gone. Yeah. And then you have to basically deal with somebody you don't know who didn't put in the time to see who you were, see what kind of player you were. Mm-hmm. So it's like immediately you tend 20, 30 steps behind where you thought you were going to be, just walking in the door. Definitely. Okay, go ahead. Um, so that happened. And then they were building a new building for us to live in. And it wasn't ready when it was supposed to be ready because of COVID. Yeah. And we had to live in a hotel during that seat, during most of the season. And we, I think we stayed there for like three, four months. So for three, four months, you're living out of a hotel. Yes. Off campus. Off campus. I mean, somewhat close to campus, but it's not yeah. the it's, college it's experience. Not, no, yeah. You go outside the hotel and I, what was out there? Was it Popeye's or something? I can't even remember what was out there. <laughs> the mall? It was, it was a little mall. Yeah, it was a little mall. But it's not a college campus. At all. Okay. Not, not the, the vision that you had in your head. For what this was going to be like, that wasn't totally out, the, out the window. Yeah, it's no. All right, all right, go ahead. Um, so that happened. Then there were, I think there were two hurricanes when we were in the hotel, and then like the lights went out, and like I had to stay, I had to stay there because I, I didn't have a car, so I couldn't leave. So I had to stay there. It was like high, and it was like yeah. So that happened, and then. That was during like fall camp. Like fall camp is like right before the season, and we're pra- we're practicing every day. And then we get to the season. Um, before you get to the season, with mm-hmm. with all this with all this stuff happening, what are you now starting to tell yourself about the decision you made? That I was I was totally wrong. I, I chose the wrong school and all that. That and I should do something else. Going through that, like, I mean, I know you. You know, when you when you down, you down. Like. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. You, I mean, it's tears. Yeah. I mean, so it's really, you're really, really down in this moment. Yeah. But you're like, okay, we're going to push through. Season starts. Season starts. Uh, the start of the season, I think I was a, a three or a four. Like, I was rotating with a three and a four. And string, you're talking about. Yeah, thirst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't play the first four weeks or five weeks I didn't play I only played on special teams and I was and I was like a real tough time because I told myself I had all these goals that I wanted to do my freshman year um but by the end of the season I was a two and I was playing more and doing stuff like that but I didn't play I probably played like 15 plays each game and so that, that kind of, people don't know what that means. That sounds like a lot to somebody that don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, there's probably like 70 plays a game in college, I would say. And then I played like 15 of them. A game. But I mean, a game, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that was good for a freshman, but you, how I think about myself is totally different. So, like, I want to do this, this, and this at the best level. And, yeah, so that didn't happen. And it was really crushing to me at the time. So your confidence is 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 that of a person who you know believes in himself. Yeah, for sure. You believe in yourself because mm-hmm. you showed and proved for the, mm-hmm. most of your life. Yeah. You know you you know for for for. for I mean, it is what it is. Since you was a little kid, whatever mm-hmm. team you've been on, whatever sport you played, you kind of always been the guy or one of the top guys. Yeah. Right. Which is an experience probably every player in college sports has they always yeah. the top guy most of their lives yeah right? but we just talking about you like you were going into this situation and having to adjust because now you're playing 15 which is not even barely a third of the plays yeah so a lot of it's just you standing there clean uniform clean yeah <laughs> and then you're having to try to adjust to uh dealing with this stuff mentally yeah and then what 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 kind of what is it putting you in? like what kind of mindset is it putting you in? What are some of the the destructive thoughts you're starting to have? I suck. <laughs> I should stop playing. Um, that's when uh, by the end of the season I was doing uh, therapy and doing that so I could like because I was feeling real like I felt real bad about myself and like I really had good thoughts each day. I probably had like three, four good thoughts each day that I was there during the season. And I just couldn't take it no more by myself because I feel like I was too almost overwhelming myself. Yeah. And so I, I started doing therapy and that really, that really, really, really helped me. It did help you realize what is the one of the one of the first things that helped you realize about the way you were feeling going into that. That I'm not, I'm not that bad. Um, I'm at the college level playing football. Like, like as a freshman, like that's not. I mean, everyone doesn't do that. So, it made me think about like the little things that I've done to help me feel better. So, you know, this is kind of similar to a lot of some of the stuff to keep saying too, mm-hmm. but uh. When you when you go when you look at it now in hindsight, what do you what do you think would have been helpful or something you could have something that you or probably any freshman coming in having to transition from, you know, being a high school standout to, you know, you know what you became the freshman year. What are some of the things that you think would have been beneficial or some words that somebody could have came in and gave you to help you adjust, or you or was it? No matter what anybody said, you wouldn't hurt in no way. Um, at first, probably me knowing me that what everybody said didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but be being patient and like I know like waiting your turn doesn't sound good, but like really waiting your turn and grinding and like it's gonna show at the end of the day. So just be patient and uh, it's gonna happen, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I just wonder, man, sometimes I wonder how many young people um, 
because for every standout, for every person that you see in the headlines, excuse me, and on, and on, you know, on the sports clips, there's 10 people that are probably experiencing what you're talking about right now and start having those destructive thoughts. Are there other people around you that are having these same things and y'all are bonding together or is everybody just suffering in silence? No. um, I had like a close friends, like um, when I first got to ULM, um, I was the only one that played more. I, I played more than they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them redshirted, but like we was going through the same thing. We used to talk about it all the time, so that kind of I guess that kind of helps because I like I gained friends from that. But yeah, when you got into therapy, it was closer to the end of the season or after the season? Um, the end of the season. Um, do you think it would have helped if you had got in there earlier? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I should have started really in high school, if I'm being honest. I think I should have started in high school. You, you feel like you had destructive thoughts even starting then? Oh, yeah, for sure. What were some of your destructive thoughts in high school before you even got there? Um, well, before I started getting offers, like um, our, cl- like our class at the high school, our high school was really good. Out of control. Yeah, it was, it was it's some... Some left crazy. right, yeah. yeah. So I think I was one of the. I think I I was the last one to start getting offers and stuff. So it was like, it was just like, dang, like I'm not as good as I say. Like I fell into a state of like numbness. I would say, like my sophomore year, during like during my sophomore year, it was just like. Am I doing the things that I need to be to do to get where I need to be? And so it was just you like you started questioning yourself. Yeah, yeah. Your own effort. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um, I, yeah, I just started questioning myself, and then when I started doing that with sports, it would transition to doing that when I'm as a person, like who I am as a person, and like the things I'm doing, and like I would overthink about like simple things. You started attacking your own character. Yeah. Like what what parts of your character were you attacking? Um, like am I genuinely happy for other people? Um, just like me being fake towards other people and stuff, like what I'm saying, are they real words? Like, do I really mean those things? I think that's what like I was thinking. And you felt like those that negative image of yourself was part of the reason why you weren't seeing some of the positive things you that you wanted to see at that time. Yeah. Wow, man. I had no idea. So you was really, you was really beating yourself up. Yeah. Yes. Did that kind of uh, go down when you started getting the attention? Um. Yeah, but it was it was a temporary like feeling it didn't like last yeah but when it first happened y'all like i was on cloud nine when it first happened like it was one of the best feelings you know i don't i don't know if anybody really thinks about or talks about what it was like to to be an athlete in that environment and because i mean like it's a lot of stars 
that are still performing right now at the highest level of their uh, at their prospective sports from that class. So it's like, man, I couldn't imagine like the offers just floating around, you know, that campus yeah. the year 2020. And yeah. you being, you know, especially you were the first one to put their foot in the varsity waters, you know, for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, I mean, for at least like uh, football or basketball. Football wise. Yeah. yeah. And then what it was like for you to sit around and have everybody talking about it. Like, cause this ain't normal for nobody. You know what I mean? Like it ain't normal for it offers to be pouring in for just one person. Yeah. So you talking about 10 plus people, maybe more. Yeah, for sure. To all the, and not, not only like, not, not, not schools you never heard of either. No, like, yeah. <laughs> Big time schools. <laughs> Big time schools. You just sitting around like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, we have two Olympians in my class, so so yeah, it's yeah, it was a difficult time for sure. Man, I can't. Man, I I never really thought about what that would feel like, you know, to see that on the left and the right. But uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, like you like you came to the understanding that you know, even though it wasn't this and wasn't that, still what you were doing wasn't it don't happen. You know, yeah. You know, you think about the real, real averages of you know, like even in that city you grew up in. Like, I was around when everybody was a kid, and everybody and their parents thought they were going to go play college sports. Well, yeah, and that definitely didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So on a, on a, on a on a bigger scale, like you were one of the few mm-hmm. that can actually say you know, NCAA. Yeah. You know. Um, so the season comes to an end and now you're facing more decisions. Yeah. You're you're I mean, even though you're in therapy, you're still really struggling with your your mental health. Yeah. Um what was it like for you at the end of the season? You know, school is what it was. I mean, you've never been a big fan of school. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But you're there. Uh, yeah, I'm there. What are you going through at this at the end of the season? Being anxious, telling my parents about my grades. Because <laughs> that was a big thing. That... <laughs> yeah. Fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. The worst, the worst grades I've ever put up ever. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely that. Yeah, do you start start having them destructive thoughts again about you? You, you know, um, not as a person. I'm still having those, but uh, football. I was thinking about like me starting and doing all that stuff uh, for the next year. But them grades, though, when you had to present yeah. that to your parents, what kind of what kind Man. of thoughts were you having at that time? They're gonna kill me. Like my mom's literally gonna kill me. Um, yeah, it was it was really bad that time. Yeah. So it's more pressure. Yeah, more. Why were you underperforming? Let's talk about that. In the classroom. Um, I just feel like I just didn't care after the after like what I was going through with. Uh, 
football and then like some personal stuff. It was just like, man, like it's just life is just going and I'm just sitting here and I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And times management, time management was awful. What were you doing with your time? Nothing. Sit around thinking about uh, my life and what I could have did better. <laughs> man, that's tough, man. To have that kind of prayer. That's the stuff. That's kind of stuff that you know, thirty plus forty year olds is thinking about. Yeah. You got nothing but time in front of you, so I can't imagine what it's like sitting there thinking about. You know, the past year, wondering you know if you did the best you could, or you know. Mm-hmm. You have other personal stuff going, like relationship stuff wise, like friendships and uh it was it was friendship. It was friendships, definitely. Okay. When you're going through what you're going through, uh, you know, even though you got friends that are college athletes, um, but your walk is different. Who do you like? Are you isolating yourself or are you coming out and saying, like, man, I'm dealing with this, this, and this, or what are you doing? Um, like my parents, I talked to my mom a lot during that time about how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like she might be, like, a little biased because, you know, she's my mom. So I I was talking to, like, the people at the school about it because, I mean, we just met each other and stuff, so they see a different side of me. So I was asking them, and that's, like, when we got close, like, my friend group got close. Yeah, yeah. So I would ask them. We would talk about it. So you didn't, you didn't, you didn't isolate yourself. You felt like you had places to go, people. To um, go. Yes, I had places to go, but at first I was isolating myself. I was like, I don't know these people. I'm just gonna stick to myself and try to handle it myself. How bad did it get? <sighs> Tough to say. Yeah, like crying a lot. Definitely. Like, like probably like, like daily every other day probably yeah like yeah. every other day man it's a big ass dude sitting around crying yeah hey, it happens man it happens the biggest of us even the, even the thugs and the gangsters gotta go cry somewhere yeah. you know what I mean so uh, but uh, was it tough on you like when you're crying, are you like doing that alone? Was it tough for you to say, "Look, man, I'm crying over here"? Or you look uncomfortable saying it right now. You look uncomfortable yeah. saying it right now. Yeah, I was definitely doing it alone for sure. Cause I, I don't like showing people emotions. Is it embarrassing to say that you that you you know crying through these times or? Um, not right, not now, no. Cause I mean, like, I feel like. It's normal. I, I don't know if it's normal, but like I feel like people do it. So like, it's one hundred percent normal. Man. Yeah, it's one hundred percent normal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of a lot of people, when you were going through this, did, did you feel like, man, everybody? There's a lot of people around me probably going through the same thing, or you feel like it was no, just you, just me, <laughs> right, right? Definitely just me. That's what I'm saying, and that's why it's important for me to make you say these things because somebody is like, oh, dang, I thought that was just me. You know, mm-hmm. and you know he's going through it. He went through it same way I'm going through it. Yeah. But and the, the thing I wanted to also say at the end of the season, you know, football season is early in the school year, so yeah. at least you know with school at first, you I mean you used to have. Did you did you take practice and games even though you weren't playing as much as you wanted to? Were they still coping mechanisms for you? 
I hated practice. You hated practice? I hated practice. Yeah. Um, it was like the only thing that was like helping me was music and like playing basketball on the side. Those are the only things that was helping me like clear my head and like not think about stuff like that. Still hooping a coke, huh? Of course, of course. Hooping is always in you. Yeah. Man, you're so good at it, man. I still have pain over that myself. I was crying in the closet when uh <laughs> when I think about the fact that you're not hooping. Uh, anyway, I digress. When you talk about um uh you know going through going to practice, hating practice, um, season ends, football is over, and you still got most of the school year left. Yeah. Now it's just you and them books. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts at that moment? I gotta tighten up. I got to. Um, you did, right? So my, yeah, I, I definitely did. Um, so the first semester, I was um, I, I wasn't eligible to for like because I was gonna I was gonna try to throw track in the spring, mm-hmm. but I couldn't because I wasn't eligible. So uh, it was just me and the books, and then like when football back came around for like spring practices and stuff, it was that. So at the end of the school year, you face another decision. You got to, you know, was staying even an option or was it just? Uh, um, well, okay. I have to take it back a little bit because okay. at the end of the season, like the last, the second to last week of the season at practice, I uh, I tore my UCL uh, ligament in my elbow and I had to wear a brace and play the rest of the uh, season. So that injury lingered until the spring. And I didn't get to practice during the spring. Okay. So you're just there. Yeah, I'm just there. I'm watching, you know. Away from home. Away from home. None of your closest friends are nearby. You got friends, but not, not, you know. Yeah, not, you know, yeah, the guys. Not your family friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, now you're injured. Yeah. And I did skip over that. I mean, I skipped over the fact you had, even before making a decision to leave, you had to have a whole surgery. Um, see, I honestly, I got the injury because I always, the shin, I had a shin uh, injury. And that's that stems from like high school. Yeah. And that just linked, yeah, it was always there, but like we just thought it was something else, like shin splints. And then when I got there, like I was doing the workouts in the yeah. spring, mm-hmm. and I like I couldn't walk after the workouts. Like I was hurting every every time I walked. Wow. So you got to Now you got you got to have surgery. Yeah, and I have to have surgery. Now, this was. You're still at you still at ULM. Yeah. But now you can't even you can't even do anything. Yeah. You can't even hoop. Nah. So I mean, you down. The last the last time I hooped, I beat you. That was yeah, that was the last time I played, you know. And then come on, man. Yeah. That was the last time though. I'm being I, serious. I, first of all, let's say that I should never score on you ever. Well, I was hurt. I was hurt. My knees were my, my shins were messed up. Man, show me the paperwork. 
<laughs> Show me the paperwork. Okay. It's all hearsay until I see the papers. Uh, but uh, back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Like this stuff real. Okay. Uh, you, uh, this is a tough time for you, man. Realistically, yeah. man, because um, like I remember, like we would go hoop, and you couldn't even come. Yeah. Like you can't participate at all. Man. Uh, and then like. What would you consider? Uh, what would would you consider some of your darkest times, or were there darker times? And this is just another dark time. This is another dark time, but my freshman year, like the first semester of my freshman year, was the darkest time by far. Okay, all right. Now you're now now again. We're back to destructive thoughts. What are yes. you telling yourself through these through these surgeries, through this downtime? What are you telling yourself? Um, but before that, I got, that's when I got cut. I got cut from the team. Oh, okay. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Uh, since I had like back-to-back injuries, they, and the, there was a new coaching staff that came in the springtime. Mm-hmm. So they never really seen me play in person. They never got to watch me. So they, they cut me, but then I got a medical red shirt so they could pay for the, uh, my school for the rest of the semester. Okay. So that. I honestly was happy on that situation because I finally get to leave that place. It was a decision. It was going to be tough on you to stay or go, but they made a decision for you. For Yes. Which it made the decision you really wanted to make in the first place. You wanted to go. I wanted to leave. Yes. So there's relief there. It was relief. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. But, but then to surgeries, it was like, I'm the, I never, I've always been injured, but like, I never had like a serious, serious injury. And this is the first serious injury. So it was just, I didn't know what to think, what the, how to feel about it. And it was just like, I just need to get through this. I just need to get through this, this first one. And then it was like, I need to get to the second surgery. Then after that, it's back to rehabbing and trying to get back to what I was. We always hear athletes say rehabbing is the worst thing ever. Man. Is that factual? Fact. Worse than any workout, worse than any anything, I promise. What is it about it that makes it tough? Uh for the mental of that you don't think you could do do it like that. Like I had to put pressure on my knee, I had to start walking. Like I didn't think I could do it. And just getting through that and then like there's like a lot you do at therapy. Like you go through like 30 things during therapy at one time. So it's just, yeah. The mental strength that it takes to get through rehab. Oh man. Come out, of, uh, you come out on the other side of that thing. How do you feel when you come out um, on the other side of that thing? I honestly just got through it. Um, yeah. I just got cleared like a week ago and it's it's been way better. It's like, I, I finally could do what I love again. It feels yeah. great. It makes me, it feel like I made, I'm a better person going through what I just went through. How do you feel about your ability to accomplish things after experiencing this? I shouldn't place myself in a box. Like I could do, I literally can do whatever I put my mind to, literally. Yeah. And it's a sound like one of them things that, uh, one of them times, like sometimes we got to go through things to really see who we are. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of this, what you've been experiencing is just the beginning of uh, who you are, well, you know, regardless yeah. of whatever you decide to do, you know what I mean? Um, but you still had to make a move. Like you got cut yeah. from ULM. You, you, make the, you make the decision to go up to Kansas. Yeah. How hard was that for you? I mean, you're going from a university to uh, junior college. Yeah. It's, it was really hard. Um, like when I was making it, it wasn't hard because like I've never been to Kansas, so I don't know what it's like. But as soon as I got here, I was like, I'm really here. Like I'm really doing this. And it's, it was like crazy, a crazy like feeling because like, you know, the Netflix show Last Chance You and like I watched it and all that stuff. And I didn't understand what they was going through. But now I understand everything that was feeling. So it's like, uh, it was it was a hard, it was it's a hard like constant grind every day. Up there to JUCO. Yes, yes. Man. Well, you take you taking the road, you taking the road, ain't you? Yeah, my journey, it's mine. You know, uh, from somebody outside looking in, you know, I just keep like, man, Marcus. What are you talking about now? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I knew, I knew, you know, I hurt when you hurt, you know that, but yeah. also like, I don't know if I ever dug deep in, into really understanding like how much, you know, this is how much this really is. Like, this is more than even I understood, you know, just listening to you now, like you really have taken a road, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes, I mean, when you're older, like people don't respect the adversities that you've been through because it's like you're young and it's like, oh man, that ain't, you know, I ain't, I, I wasn't, a, I wasn't able to pay rent sometimes. Yeah. You know, even, even though it's, uh, you know, it's your life and your hardships, you know, somebody on the outside looking in, but like, man, but you're still getting school for free. You're still going to school. You're away from home. You're, you know, you know, it, it looks cool. Yeah, I'm actually not paying. I'm paying for some stuff up here, so it's now not you paying for stuff. Yeah, I mean it's not yeah, all free. It's, no, it's not. And you know, I mean, it's not glamorous either. If I could turn this around and show you what I'm looking at right now, yeah, yeah, man, I I feel like you got an ironing board in the back with you know where you make sandwiches it's, on it or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramen noodles? No, I got the ramen on me. You got a pack of ramen for real? Got it. Got it on me. Yeah. How many ingredients do you put in your ramen? Um, here, not anything. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, Just straight packing, straight packing hot sauce. That's <laughs> probably. Hey, um, hey yeah. what what music were, you, were was getting you through when you said music? Was oh, earlier? um, R and B music. You know, that's my favorite genre of music, and just like it made me feel the type of way. So, like, I don't know. So you over there singing love songs in the middle? Of you no. trying to figure this out? You know it. No love though. None. Uh well, I'm not gonna say none, but okay. yeah. 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 For the, <laughs> you, for the streets. Not for the streets, not. All right. Uh so what's next, man? Like what what what's next? What's the goal? What's the mission? Um decide if I want to stay here another semester or uh, go to my HBCU. Has, has going through this conversation had any effect on how you're thinking about it? 
thinking about everything um, you've experienced? Yeah. It's just, it's like, I don't know if it's a good influence, this conversation of what you want me to do. Because <laughs> what we talked about, we, we already talked about it, but I think it's, it's making me like chase my dream, I would say, this conversation. Man, what I want you to do is be happy, man. That's that's all yeah. it is, you know. Uh, so I know I have a bias because I feel mm-hmm. like uh, <clears throat> I feel like knowing you the way that I know you and having the the view, the upper view of, you know, not only your life, but life in general. I can, you know, in my own personal experiences mixed in, in there, too. But I don't have those, some of those experiences you have. But feeling like you've been in an environment where you can be the best version of yourself. Um, I feel like that's critical because yeah. I feel like to get where you're trying to go, I don't think the road is going to be this be the way you think it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to find you wherever you are. So I feel like if they're going to find you, why don't let's 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 let them find the best version of you. Yeah, the most complete version of you. No one no one has to stand on this square. And, and know what it and don't and is already validated as a man and doesn't mm. have to prove himself in that arena you yeah. know what i mean so for me knowing what i know about what it means to 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 grow up in this you know in this country mm. it's a no-brainer for me but yeah i just throw my you know like i've always done i just throw yeah. my little you know what I've come to understand about you, and I think me and Donna talked about this yesterday, what we come to understand about most of y'all is, with the exception of Dom, y'all going to do what the hell y'all want to do anyway. You know, Dom will at least take some of it, you know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. you know, like, okay, I do hear this part of it, or he'll come to you and be like, what do you think I should? Y'all going to do what the hell y'all want to do, man. And you were yeah. number one on that list. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to do what the hell you want to do anyway but i'm still gonna throw my two cents in and say marcus this school you know this you know you even hearing this now it makes me even more sure of it like man Mm -hmm. the things that you've gone through it's a no-brainer man go 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 get that hbcu go home that's what it is go home marcus that's all it is just go home go home you know hey do what you're gonna do But look, man, um, I held you, I held you long comment. We probably got games to watch. But uh the last yeah. thing I want to ask, well, not the last, I want to say something else before that. Um when you comes to you comes to relationships, man, are you are you good? Are you are you in a good space with managing them? Like relationships or like for romantic, like, romantic relationships, oh, you know, it's important for this is this is me talking uh, as as in general about what it's like, no, 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 what I wanted to say before that is through all of this, through all of these travels you have, how, how big an effect did like being on social media play in the way that you were, uh, the way you were talking to yourself? It made me feel awful because I'm seeing everybody like doing great things is like, what am I doing, you know? That's that's what it was. So it's a front row seat to. Did you ever consider like eliminating it from 
your daily oh, intake? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. I got off of Instagram a, a lot during, like, that freshman year and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And not, like, like two a month ago, I wasn't on it for, like, three weeks, four weeks. It's tough, right? It's tough yeah. to look at that stuff sometimes, man. Definitely. Yeah. You got to shut down, you know, Instagram and, and Twitter and be just for a minute because yeah. yeah. Twitter have you feeling away too. Oh yeah. See them offers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. A G T G. That's yeah, you know it. <laughs> every day. Every yeah, day every somebody day. put that up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at you. I watch, I follow you. So I'm seeing you repost, repost. You know what I'm saying? You can happy for people. You congratulate them. Of course, man, but of, course of course, yeah. of course. But I know it's still got to feel a, a way. Yeah, yeah. So, man, thinking about um, everything you've been through, Mm -hmm. you know, if you could, you know, just kind of have a conversation with, I don't know how far you, how far would you go back if you wanted to have a conversation? Like, when would you start having a conversation with yourself? You go back and start talking to yourself. 13. Middle school. Yeah. Like going to freshman year, like eight years going to freshman year. Okay. So going back to that, that Marcus, what, yeah. what, what's the conversation? What are you saying to him? I'm telling myself, don't change for nobody. Be myself. Like, like care what people, care what important people think about you. Like, the people who are important to you care about what they think. Don't care about who, who anybody else thinks. And be myself. That would be it. And then when you're thinking about somebody who's stepping into uh, their freshman year of uh, of high, of college. If you was running like a, a a seminar or something like that, and there's a bunch of young 17, 18 year old guys in front of you, and you had a couple minutes to talk to them, what would mm-hmm. you what would you break them off with? Um, trusting yourself. Be patient. Patience is definitely key. <laughs> Uh, if you're religious, get in your Bible, for sure. Um, and be, like, just be yourself, because there's a lot of things that are going to be thrown your way, like, a lot of, like, stuff that you don't think you would do, just don't do it. Like, if that's not you, just don't do it, don't try it, don't be peer pressured to do anything. And what if one of them got them said, but I'm the coldest one in here? Uh... That's what I would say. So I don't know. <laughs> exactly. how would... That's exactly my point, man. That's exactly my point, man. So this one in here, man. I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm thinking about you. So I'm like, if Marcus was sitting there listening to that, man, he'd be like, man, what the? What is he talking about? <laughs> he was still awake. If he was still awake, he'd be like, what are you talking about, man? That ain't uh... moving no chains. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you got I just want you to think about it for a minute, man, because it's going to come. Yeah. The day's going to come, trust me, when you're going to be sitting in front of a Marcus. Yeah. And he's going to be ready to make most of these mistakes that you, the things you consider mistakes, or most yeah. of these decisions, you know, that were harmful. Mm-hmm. And just think about it, man, because I, I think about this a lot. And this is one of the things I like to impart on y'all is, when I was going through, you know, when I first, when we first started our run and mm-hmm. the Tigers, I was still in my twenties. I wasn't much older yeah. 
than you are right now. So think about that yeah. for a second. I was in my 20s. He was? Like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I was in my 20s when we kind of, when y'all was uh, in. When? Well, we got about the second or third grade. You know, when you think about second and third grade, I was oh. just probably leaving my twenties, so I'm like but, 31. You know, but what I, mean? I, I didn't, I didn't know you at that time, though. I right, but I, but my point is, yeah, 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 the foundation of what you were going to become started. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you weren't with us, but the foundation was started. Yeah, for sure. And, and it became part, and it was only like a year or two later. Yeah, you, you was involved. Yeah, and uh, but me starting that, mm-hmm. the beginning of it, I was in my twenties. Yeah. You know what I mean? So here I am, and I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm in my 20s, but I also had a lot of trauma happen to me mm. from 15 up until that point. So a lot of what I'm trying to impart is based on my own lived experiences. And a lot of things mm. that I said in the time, you know, I meant a lot of things that I said in that time that I had with y'all, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of things that didn't move the chains because I didn't necessarily know how to incorporate what I had gone through, what y'all might be going through, what what might y'all been thinking at that that time. Mm -hmm. Because it was only a talk, talk. It wasn't a listen, listen. Even though I did listen to y'all, but I didn't really dig deep into, you know, know, the things that y'all was worried about. Yeah. Hey man, can you shoot these 20 free throws for me real quick, go? Because uh, yeah. that's what's really bothering me right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm trying to say, man. It's like I understand. So when it comes to your time, when it's your time, and it will be your time, because the kind of man you are, it will be your time. You will be in front of these young people. And I just want you to think about, yeah, think about all the all the good things that you can think about when it comes to that time we had together. But think about the things that I missed too, you know, and put some of that in your game and move those chains, man. Move those chains. That's all I'm asking for you. That's all I'm ever going to ask for you. When you get rich, I ain't going to ask you for a dollar unless it's to give it to somebody else. Move the chains, man. Pay it forward, right? Yes, sir. So there you have it. Um, I hope that was an inspiring as inspiring to you as it was to me Uh, the bravery, the vulnerability that it took for him to step out of his comfort zone and have his conversation uh, publicly we've had these conversations privately for many years but uh, even still there's things in this episode that I learned that I wasn't aware of and uh, in the editing process and listening back to it I was uh, even more moved and uh I hope that uh, someone out there got what they needed out of this episode the way that I did. Uh, Again, I'll be coming back soon, I hope. I'm not sure how I'm going to show up. It might show up the same, might show up different. Uh, I'm still working that out, still processing my own emotions and my own feelings about how I want to show up in the world and the content that I want to put out. But either way, uh, thank you for those who consistently support me. Thank if you only listen to one episode or if it's the only episode you ever listen to, I'm still grateful for you. I hope that I say or do something in the future that will get you to return. Uh, in the meantime, God bless you.